0: Hello and welcome to Making Problems to Solve, the podcast about curiosity, creativity and problem solving. Today I'm talking to Samantha Sick from Earth Found Designs. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. It's Good to chat with you.
0: Oh yeah, thanks for hanging out with me today. As I usually do, I like to kind of go back in history and kind of see where you got your creative start. Do you have a creative origin story? (laughs)
1: I do. So I mean, I was always into art as a like a young child. Um, I moved around a lot, so I was always in new schools and I the curriculum always changed, but art was always the same. So I've definitely found like a constant with that that it was always like something I understood and math would change and social studies would change, but art was always the same. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of stuck with that and was comfortable in that field. Um my dad also taught me how to sew at a very young age like just hand sew. I remember like making sock puppets with him and I'd make little purses and stuff out of old clothes which I kind of do now. So it was kind of interesting <laughs> how it became what I do for a living. Um and yeah.
0: That makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, my dad taught me how to sew also.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I always Everyone's that. always surprised it was my dad and not my mom, but my mom wasn't really an artsy person, but my dad always was.
0: Yeah, I think my mom worked the sewing machine, but my dad taught me how to like, you know, fix something or sew on a button or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you were, you know, spend a lot of time in art class or that was your <laughs> something as a constant through your school. Did you, um, did you plan on doing art as a career or how did that come about? Um,
1: I'd say when I was about, I actually, I guess really when I was younger, I always was kind of into the hustle lifestyle. Like I have memories of like printing out stickers and trying to sell them in the community I lived in. I always just like saw that there was a way to make money with what I was doing, I guess, at a young age. Um, so when I was maybe 16, I started making earrings and i lived in new york at the time so i was outside of the city and a lot of my friends would throw events and i would just kind of go and like sell my jewelry at at concerts and stuff like that um and then as i got older i did more like online sales i definitely started on etsy when i was like 18 19 um and then i moved out to the west coast and just really started doing markets and stuff like that. Um, and I really just enjoy, you know, talking to people about my art and getting feedback on things and kind of seeing what people are into. And um, and then I work now as a seamstress, so I'm constantly creating things. And it definitely has helped with my business as well, like expanding my knowledge and clothing and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of always just been there and continues to be.
0: That's interesting. I love how you were, you know, just already selling your stuff, you know, just when you were still a teenager. Yeah. You just decided that <laughs> it was uh something that people wanted.
1: Yeah, I just always wanted to make money doing something I enjoyed because I feel like when I was younger my dad, like my dad was a single dad and he worked really hard and he always would, you know, say that like he would work a day job and then he also refurbished like record players and stuff like that and sold them and that was kind of his art, you know, and I feel like growing up with him, looking up to him in that way, I was like, oh, I can do that. I can make stuff and sell myself, I guess, in a term. But um yeah, it's always just been a way to relax. And then also if I could make some money, that's cool too. But now it has evolved into this thing where it's a schedule with my life and I keep up with it and it's very rewarding.
0: I like that you had just the example of your dad, so you didn't have anyone that, you know, kind of pushed you to into like the art world. You just were always in there.
1: Yeah. It's definitely always been something I really enjoyed. And like, even, yeah, as a young kid, I remember, you know, you'd get like Christmas presents. Someone got me, I forget who got it for me, but it was like the sand art. And I remember being so excited, like, oh, and then my mom being like, oh yeah, you just start into the art thing. And that was what they would always buy me, just different creative activities and stuff.
0: Sure. Was there anyone else in your family who was an artist or kind of was doing that sort of thing? Um
1: not really. No. Not really like close to me. Like now that I'm older, I feel like I have some cousins that like do stuff similar to what I do, but it's just more it's just different. Yeah. I mean my my grandfather was a a painter, an oil painter, but I wasn't too close with him. But I do remember like going down in his little studio next to the laundry room and he would have some beautiful paintings but it was more of like his own thing he did it wasn't like it was his personal thing he didn't really share it with the world as much
0: Sure i think there's probably a lot of people you know that generations were like yeah this is just you know it's a hobby it's something that you you know you like to do but not necessarily you don't have to share it with everybody <laughs> Definitely turn, turn into a business right yeah
1: Yeah and i've even had some people in my life who were like this is just a hobby like you can't do this and i'm like what do you mean like I'm going to keep doing it till I get good enough at it and I can make money doing it. So I'm glad I didn't sure. listen to those people.
0: No. Yeah. It sounds like you had the confidence, uh, you know, right away just that you were able to, you know, take whatever, you know, skills or experience you had and turn it into something that people would want to buy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it evolved that way.
0: Cool. So you started out making uh jewelry and stuff. How did you expand into kind of the whole variety of things you make now?
1: I mean, I I always had the interest in sewing. I do remember I had a friend. I used to go to a lot of music festivals when I was like in my early 20s, young teenage years. And there's this one girl I went to a few shows with, and she uh, actually sewed. She did a lot of like patchwork stuff. And I just remember thinking it was so cool because I used to kind of just do upcycles. Like I I would even find like furniture on the side of the road and like reupholster it and kind of like repaint things. Like I always liked upcycling. Um, Mm -hmm. so then I like started kind of doing my own thing, realizing like, oh, I could do that too. So I made some stencils and I would sell patches and kind of just put them on like old clothes and then, hmm, yeah, I don't really know. It was just kind of like always a thing I wanted to do.
0: So you just, you were, you know, pretty focused and you didn't like, you know, have to try a lot of different things. (laughs) You're able to figure it out right away.
1: I kind of felt that way. I mean, I've definitely tried different, like different techniques, like even doing like applique, like I used to then when I started. Then I kind of started working for this clothing company I work for now, where we do small batch clothing, but it's more streamlined. And then I've kind of been going back into like more of like one of a kind pieces and like upcycles now. So it's yeah, I've kind of gone back to what where my sewing roots started.
0: Uh, One of the things that I. Notice was the you know block printed patterns that you mm-hmm. put to the clothes that you make
1: yeah so that i just recently started doing maybe two years ago um and i do feel like i'm finally like honing in on that which is really cool mm-hmm. i really enjoy doing it um and then yeah i've even worked with a couple bands um which is cool it's just nice yeah like people have seen what i can do and have reached out and that's been expanding what i'm doing as well um and that's very relaxing too. Like you just get in the zone carving a linoleum. It's like very satisfying.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's one of the things uh I discovered. Yeah, you know, I did that in high school and then uh just started doing it again recently. So I've been
1: <laughs> Oh, cool.
0: Doing a lot of it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. So it looks like most of your or at least a lot of the stuff I've seen, your inspiration is all straight from like nature. And I guess that makes sense with the name of your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Your your art is Earth Found. So I think, you know that makes perfect sense
1: yeah and i I live out in oregon so there's a lot of nature inspiration around me which is great um i definitely yeah it started with earth found because of the earrings i was making actually where i was doing walnut shell jewelry so i always tried to use like natural materials and then yeah and then i was making organic clothing for a while and that's what i'm still doing but um yeah then it just made sense to kind of just yeah carve natural stamps like based off of nature and then it kind of yeah just kind of goes along with the whole vibe i'm trying to put out
0: did you go, get any education in art or you know i guess you're a seamstress now so did you go to school for that stuff or did you just kind of figure
1: no it out? i actually dropped out of high school and kind of just started following music and making art and that's kind of how i ended up out here um i just yeah i kind of i never really had the proper training i just I see something and I kind of I'm a self-taught person. Um, the lady I do work for right now, she's taught me a lot, which is really cool. But definitely the block printing, I kind of just got into it. I was like, I can do this. And I just started messing around with it. And Now that has been a couple of years, I definitely see the progress. And it, I really like the way things are looking these days.
0: I think a lot of people end up being self-taught for a lot of these things, especially now that there's so much information that's available. You could, don't need to really... You
1: know, oh definitely wait
0: until someone is teach you it you know you can go out and yeah. find it for yourself
1: like my first sewing machine I remember like going on YouTube and that was when I was like 18 and I, I was able to like look up how to even thread the thing because I didn't know <laughs> I remember I got a paycheck I was working at McDonald's at the time and I got my first paycheck and I bought a sewing machine because I wanted one and I was sitting there and I'm like I don't even know how to do this um so yeah I remember going on YouTube and learning how to thread the machine and just kind of get it going. And that was even learning how to press the pedal. The right speed was like a little intimidating at first, but absolutely. I
0: think, yeah, yeah, you definitely have to figure these things out. And I think even if you had a teacher with a sewing machine, I may think you still have to learn how to feel the machine of, you know, how to definitely the right speed. And it all depends on what type of fabric you're working with.
1: And yes, definitely. That's something that's going to curve to learn. Uh, mess because at work we do a lot of like stretchier fabrics and then what well, the kind of stuff I do at home is different. So just learning to you know adjust the machines to what you need to do definitely can take some time of just using them and having to use the fabrics and stuff.
0: And a lot of the I think a lot of the work your personal work is the uh, hand dyed stuff that you make.
1: Yes, yeah. so I got into dyeing a few years ago as well. Um, and I kind of just will mix my own colors with the dye, like the factory dyes. So I try to do my own thing where it's like, okay, that's not going to look like something that came out of the package. I want it to be my own thing. So I've kind of learned to do my own colors and all of that. And that, too, with different fabrics, like, the colors will look completely different, like, on hemp versus bamboo or cotton. Um, Because you really don't want to use, like, synthetic fabrics for dyeing, at least the kind of dyes I use.
0: Okay, it works better with just the natural fibers? Yes how do you uh mix the colors do you have a like a notebook that you keep track of (laughs) i do i have
1: my dye binder um that's what i call it i guess and every time i do a dye run i write down all my measurements um how many garments i've put in the dye bath um and it's like they're basically granular dyes so i measure everything out by like the tablespoon and just kind of, I give them a nice little hand mix before I add all the fluid to make sure I get all the granulars down. Cause that will leave little blotchy patches on there, or you can just kind of, it kind of just looks like sand. So you've got to, it's definitely takes time to get a good method down, which I, I tried a few different ones and the way I'm doing it now is perfect for me.
0: Sure. I think that's uh, <laughs> the most important thing is to figure out the process that you can, uh, you can work with and you can, you know, repeat. You know and get the results you're actually looking for
1: yeah that's definitely where it can be struggling sometimes
0: so one of the things you talked about was uh you know music is part of the inspiration of you know going to music festivals kind of g- <laughs> give you some of these ideas and then mm-hmm. uh kind of brought you where you are now um sure do you um ever explore uh making your own music or is learning an instrument or <laughs>
1: Well, I actually grew up playing instruments too. I played the saxophone for a couple of years when I was really young and then into middle school I started taking private drum lessons and then joined the marching band in high school and that was really fun. I was actually talking to my friend the other day I'm like there's got to be like adult marching bands like somewhere so I could like maybe start doing something like that again because that was fun and it was it was just like I don't know I like I like rhythm. I definitely like percussion um and I, yeah i haven't really played instruments in a while but i do i do love music
0: that's great i I love the idea of adult marching band i don't know there must be something <laughs> i know there's um i know there's a lot of like smaller bands and i'm trying to think of what they're called i'll have to see if i can remember it because i know one of my friends he played trombone and he was in a, you know some kind of band that was like a small local band yeah would, you know, go to go to different, uh, you know, public events and stuff and play.
1: Yeah. Like even like the parades come through town and mm-hmm. I feel like it's normally like veterans, like it's like the old, like uh veteran parades or something. And it will be like older mm-hmm. folks, but I'm like, I could probably get in there and play with them. I don't see why not. I just don't know where yeah, to Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're always, you know, be happy to, you know, you know, share with uh, people who are definitely excited about, you know, being part of the band for sure.
1: Yeah. It feels good to play music with groups of people. It's like what yeah, you can do as a group is so cool
0: yeah it's definitely something I find interesting myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean I have instruments but I haven't explored them or you know practiced in a long long time so
1: what do you be play? fun
0: to uh, mostly just guitars I mean I have guitars I don't know you know that's what I play I don't know if I'm uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> any good at it but that's as long as I have fun I don't I don't worry about it too much
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah that's the thing I've seen a lot in a lot of um post where people are like it's okay to you know just do something and be bad at it but have fun with it you don't have to
1: mm-hmm.
0: be an expert or you know a master at everything just you know something can just be fun just definitely <laughs> maybe that's it there's a uh marching bands for people who are just mediocre yeah you know? yeah
1: yeah i mean <laughs> that would be fun it might not sound the best but it would be fun <laughs> right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah just learn and just have fun you know learn from each other
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there any other types of, you know, creative things you've done outside of you know, your work that you can think of? Mm. I was uh, curious if people got into, you know, dance or uh, theater or any type of things. see the different connections between these things.
1: Yeah. Um, I used to try to do dance, but I, I don't know. I, I think it was more of a confidence thing I didn't have with that. Like with art and music, you're kind of behind the scenes more, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But dance is like, look at me. I was never really good at that. <laughs> I tried yeah, I to be a cheerleader for a little bit. It wasn't my thing. Um, but I do, I mean, I love music. So I do like dancing, but not in front of people.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I never thought of that. That's definitely, yeah, there's, yeah. there's different types. There's different types of things. Yeah. So it's definitely. Yeah. Be more personal. Like, there you even go. There's with a... my
1: art. Um, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um,
0: oh no. Go ahead.
1: But it, even with my art, like I find it, like I love creating things and really in the last year. I've been better at selling my things like going out and actually going face to face with these people. And at first it was very intimidating. And then I'm like, okay, you know, not everyone likes everything and someone might not like what I make, but the next person might and will love to talk to me about it. So just kind of becoming more confident. Maybe I would be better at dancing now in front of a crowd because I've become more comfortable with just talking about my stuff and being confident in that, you know, not everyone's going to like it, but I like it. And that's what matters.
0: Of course. Yeah, so you were you originally selling stuff more online or?
1: Well, yeah, originally it was I was doing the Etsy thing for a while and that was like mm-hmm. a couple years. And then even when I would go out and like do things in person like at shows, it was always like smaller events and even the festivals, I was never like an actual vendor at a festival. I would kind of just walk around. I had a little board with all my earrings on it. and it was kind of just a <laughs> conversation starter really. I'd be like, "Hey, you guys like jewelry you want to talk and hang out and like I even make friends that way so it was just kind of different than now I'm doing like where I am a vendor and I'm sitting there and I'm like oh these people are walking in I have to talk to them like right you right, know? Yep. <laughs> so realizing that because there's been days where I was like kind of in a weird headspace and noticed like oh my sales weren't good and then if I'm going there confident and knowing what I'm talking about or at least happy about it then it's like mm-hmm. oh people like to see that so that's been a big learning curve for sure just being comfortable talking to people
0: yeah absolutely i know that there's probably a lot of folks who you know make stuff and would like to share it with other people but the idea of going to you know shows and festivals and stuff like where you have to sit there and actually sell it um
1: yeah
0: (laughs) it's definitely intimidating
1: it Um, is
0: that's why i always try to when i go to places like that it's just you know actually get you know if i see artists and stuff Actually, you know, talk to them, ask them questions about how, the, you know, their art and, you know, to get them, you know, comfortable and have them share. Because I know everybody likes to talk about, you know, what they make and yeah. <laughs> share with people. Instead, of just like, you know, how much is this, you know, but actually, you know, have a conversation.
1: Yeah, especially, I don't know, when you go to like art markets, it's, it's one thing to just go to like a boutique and like talk to someone about what's in their store. But yeah, when it's mm-hmm. like a handmade creative place, it's like, oh, you know, just like you're asking me, like, how did you come up with this idea. Like, why are you, why are you doing this? It's cool. Like I personally love picking people's brains like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's, uh, you know, it's why I do this (laughs) I love talking to creative people and, you know, kind of figure out like why, you know, why do they make things and you know, what's the, you know, what are they interested in? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, uh, you said you, you know, these music festivals stuff, what type of music festivals are you uh, interested in?
1: So I like a lot of jam bands. Um, but disco biscuits is definitely my favorite band. I would follow them around a lot. Um, and they're definitely like electronic jam. They're just great. I love them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I do like all types of music. I do like some jazz. I like electronic like music in general. Um, Definitely a fan of the Grateful Dead. I do. I was making a lot of their kind of art stuff for a while, too, um, along with the Disco Biscuits. So I used to do a lot of just kind of band merch in a way, but never really through the band. So I kind of stopped doing that. They don't really appreciate it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I I like all types of music, really. I'm very open-minded to music. Um, I do like a lot of hip-hop as well. Um, Yeah. All of it's good.
0: Yeah. Live music is something that I think is really important to people to experience. And, you know, we had a break there for a while. I have. Uh, oh yeah. Got to do as many, <laughs> much as I, I like to, but um, uh, yeah, some of our fr- friends, we made friends with a small band, local band that was around and we used to go to all their shows. And yeah, <laughs> that was always,
1: yeah.
0: it's really fun, but.
1: It is fun. Especially when you're like, I don't know, once you keep seeing the same music a lot, like you make friends and it's like, all those people are always there. Like, I had that realization. I was like, I'm gonna know these people for the rest of my life, even though I see them a few times a year. It's like, you know, it's kinda cool. The family you make in the music scene.
0: Yeah, I think it's um yeah, it's similar to some of these other things. But I remember I was went to this one show and the, you know, the artist it was a you know, it was a pretty small venue and the artist was like pretty much knew like everybody else who was there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh these- <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of funny, you know, it's like I was I was you new, know, so I wasn't part of that club, but it was just really interesting to see. It's like, oh, these people you know, have this, you know, community, you know, that they mm-hmm. just all keep going to see these same shows. So that was really fun.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed a lot.
0: Do you have, um, do you, have you built up a community of other people who artists and makers in your area?
1: Yeah. I have, which is really nice actually. Um, cause there was a while where I kind of just, I don't know. I used to like party a lot with people and I was kind of just over that. And I was very into like making my stuff. And then I, Realize like okay a lot of my friends are just here to have a good time but I want to like create with people and there are some other artists in the area that I hang out with we kind of keep each other in the loop of like events going on which is really nice and and then when you go to a market too you know I'm normally running a booth by myself so it's nice to look over and be like oh someone that's gonna look out for my stuff if I need to use the bathroom or something (laughs) so there definitely are it's like it's cool and like the people I work with too it's a small Organic company, so it's just four of us running it, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice. We all just will bounce ideas off each other too, which is really cool. Like, um, I'm definitely grateful to have other creative people in my life because sometimes you do feel like a crazy artist all alone at home making stuff. So it's <laughs> it's nice to know yeah. you're not alone, even when you are.
0: Right? Yeah. But well, you still, you're, you know that there's other people who are in the same situation that you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your, I guess it's like kind of like your day job there. Do, you, are you, do the other people there have also uh, artistic artistic practice like outside of the regular um, job? Or?
1: They're like trying to get more established. Like one of my girlfriends I work with, I I feel like I've inspired her. I'm like, you know, you could like come out to a market with me and make some extra money doing some other stuff you love to do. And it's just more about like taking the initiative though. So I've there's been plenty of friends that I know that make art. And I'm like, come do this. And they're not really at the right place to do it. Um, cause that's even how I felt for a while. Like I was saying earlier, yeah. I'm like, you know, I like making art, but I don't like selling it. So I feel like that is a struggle that a lot of artists have where I'm like, you could totally do this. And like, I don't know if I just see things a certain way. Like I didn't grow up that wealthy and I was always just like, how can I make a buck doing something, you know? And I feel like some people don't have that drive that I have, but I always try to inspire people too. I'm like, this is worth something to somebody you should try.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's important. Even if you're, you know, you don't have to make it your career because that's that's always mm-hmm. a, a tough balance, right? If you love making art, you don't want to necessarily turn it into just a job where you're like, I have to make the stuff. Right? You wanna make the stuff you want to make. So it's always a, a balance there. You have to make sure that you're making the stuff that you really you want to make and f- try to find the people yeah. who really appreciate your art and not try to make things that just will sell. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, that's true too, which I definitely noticed that with myself last like holiday season. I did a lot of holiday markets and I kind of got into this like production mode, mm-hmm. which I definitely did not enjoy as much. I was like, okay, I'm going to make the same shirt 10 times instead of kind of messing around with my stamps and just doing, that's just which is also why I feel like I've kind of come into this trying to do one of one pieces again, because it feels mm-hmm. more like art than production.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I do... You know, with the printmaking, you know, the whole idea is to (laughs) do multiples of the same thing. But Mm -hmm. so you're saying it's like you take your stamps and do you try to, you know, mix them up? You don't actually try to just create the exact same thing
1: over and over Yeah. Like I do offer, like I try to do made to order. So I'll try to do some designs where I'm like, okay, I can recreate this on this color. Mm -hmm. But when I do more one of one, I'm like, okay, let's like do more of like an accent with this stamp. Like how will it look cool on this specific piece versus... Buying ten of the same one and doing a small batch. Mm-hmm. So I do find more fun in like, okay, here's like an old flannel I found and I'm gonna figure out how to make this new again versus yeah, just pumping stuff out.
0: Do you b- buy um just like new like stuff as stock to trade on, or is all your stuff or do you ha- you know you um you know, again, find like whatever, you know, used or
1: <laughs> yeah, I go back previously. And forth. I always, mm-hmm. I always like to go to the goodwill. Like, I try to go like once a week, honestly. And I rummage through there, and anything I can find that's mm-hmm. like 100% cotton, I definitely buy it because I'm like, this will dye well, and then I can mess around with different designs on it. Which is, mm-hmm. like I said, I prefer to do. It's fun. But then I do right. outsource. I get like bulk from a couple like handmade artists, and then I also will just get 100% cotton things from a couple websites that have good pricing but I primarily do try to like make old stuff new and kind of be mindful of where things are coming from. And cause there's just so much out there. So it's like, right. I do prefer to, you know, try to bring life into something old.
0: Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I do some t-shirt screen printing and stuff and that's, you know, tough if, you know, um, Oh yeah. One of my friends, he's, basically he's like i don't buy clothes so <laughs> he's, you know, or he doesn't buy new things right he just always tr- buys stuff that's used and
1: he's like a thrifter
0: yeah yeah it's just that's his whole philosophy right is to you know we don't need to make anything you know <laughs> anything for yeah. a while we really do have enough stuff so well
1: i, I think feel yeah like that taking was...
0: it and customizing it <laughs> is the you know probably the way to go go ahead
1: definitely yeah and i feel like that is definitely something that I originally wanted to do and then once the demand for things was there, I was like, okay, maybe I need to do a size run of this. And now I'm doing that more and I'm like, okay, this wasn't originally where I wanted to go with this, but it it is working and it's what people want. So it's like it's if it sells, it sells. But it does sometimes I do look back and I'm like, Oh, I just wanted to do upcycles and now I'm I am buying new things and making them. But it's just, you know, if I'm gonna vend big events, I need to have the inventory.
0: Yeah, so I think you know if you balance those two things together, so you have some things that are more, you know, mass produced for volume because you do have to keep your business going. But then you have that can support your, you know, your, you know, unique creations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. So you're, is there any place? I guess you're in, you're in near Oregon or you're in Oregon, right? I'm not yes. sure what part of Oregon you're in. There. Or...
1: Yeah, I'm in Southern Oregon.
0: Uh, are there any like favorite outdoor places you like to go for inspiration?
1: Um, Well, I am only an hour and a half from the coast, which is really nice in the redwoods. Mm-hmm. So I do like to go down there. There's even times I'll go out to the woods to camp for the weekend and I'll just bring like stuff to carve stamps and kind of just look around. Like I, I recently did like a redwood tree silhouette stamp because I was down there and I was like, oh, you know, this is one of my favorite places to be. I should put this on. On clothes, like I, I don't know. Yeah, things that I mm-hmm. like see around me definitely inspire me. Yeah, we have the redwoods right there, and then there's just beautiful hiking and mountains, and definitely get it all in Oregon. Being close to the coast as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I'm in I'm in New York, so we have access to, you know, pretty much all of that stuff if you, you don't mind driving a couple hours. So
1: it's, yeah, it's really where in cool. New York are you? I grew up on Long Island.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm near Albany, so I'm like upstate. Oh,
1: okay, um, yeah. So it's honestly similar to Oregon up there, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I never really traveled much upstate. And then when I moved out here, I was like, wow, I drove this far to finally see like upstate New York, it felt like. At first, right. I remember people telling me that. They're like, well, it was there. You just never went. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is nice when I go back to New York now. I'm like, oh, I got to go up there.
0: Where we live is, is pretty cool. We're in the Hudson Valley. And then if you drive, drive an hour north, you're in Adirondacks, which is some pretty pretty amazing mountains you know some i guess there's yeah probably the biggest mountains unless you go up you know towards like maine and up into canada and stuff otherwise it's you know it's pretty impressive and it's just interesting landscape you can just drive an hour and be in the middle of the wilderness or sort of wilderness you know because you're (laughs) never too far away from a highway
1: yeah
0: (laughs) you're pretty close um i know somewhere there's some actual like rainforest type stuff up in the northwest there though have you ever explored any of that um
1: i mean like you're talking about like near washington more or
0: yeah it might be i'm not sure i have to i don't know all my landscape of (laughs) i haven't been up that far north yet
1: yeah so i've lived here actually for like 10 years and i can honestly say i i haven't been that far up really either um i originally was living in california right on the coast which was really cool Then i moved to oregon like eight years ago but i kind of just have stayed down here for the most part. Um, I know there are some like beautiful islands off the coast of like Seattle that I wanted to check mm-hmm. out, but I still, I've only been to Seattle once for a very short time. Um, there's definitely a lot I want to still see out here.
0: Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. It's a place I need, definitely need to travel last year. I got to travel a lot for work, which was really interesting to get to see a bunch of different things, but, uh, it was mostly deserts. Um, <laughs> So it's California, yeah. California desert mm-hmm. in Arizona. And then, but we did get to go to Hawaii. So that was, um, you know, not a desert. Yeah. Sure.
1: Hawaii is beautiful. I've Pretty only been there once and I loved it. The fish was great there.
0: I think anybody, yeah, if you can get the chance to go there, it's, you know, it's complicated, but it is is a beautiful place. It's probably one of the most amazing places out there. <laughs> so is there anything interesting uh, or new that you're working on right now or?
1: I'm currently, actually, I'm working on a collaboration with um, my boss because she makes organic clothing. So I'm working on okay. doing some patches to put on jackets with her, which I'm excited about. There's also this other seamstress I've been talking with who she won a giveaway from me like a year ago of a T-shirt, and she ended up cutting it and making the bottom into a dress. So I was reaching out to her about maybe doing like a small batch of those and maybe see how that goes. Um, and then I'm always kind of just like thinking of new ideas. I wanted to work on this really cool snail design. I don't I just love snails. So I'm, <laughs> I was thinking of getting that going on my next stamp and doing some cool designs with that. Um, yeah. I'm really just making new stamps since that's like what I've been really into lately.
0: Is it, um, So yeah, so besides, so a lot of the stuff you work in with is clothes and textile and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But you said you started making jewelry um, with those, Yeah, like that. I saw, I went back in your Instagram, I saw those walnut shell earrings and stuff. Those are really pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I love them. It's cool how the geometry of them are too, when you cut them different ways, which Mm I always really loved. And when I do the ones with the hearts, I just crack them in half and keep the pair together, which is really cool. So I did kind of want to start making jewelry again, but it's just I've just been really into the stamp carving lately.
0: Did you ever think of doing any sort of just regular printmaking besides on the fabric?
1: I have considered it, um, especially since I like doing the music stuff too. I was like, actually, uh, the Disco Biscuits recently opened up where they were doing like um, like fan merch where they wanted to work with artists um in the music community and a couple of my friends reached out to me and they're like you should totally do this and i was like yeah i was kind of invested in another project at the time um (laughs) but i did make shirts for their last west coast tour and one of my friends even ended up getting one of them to one of the band members so i was like maybe i should reach out and try to do that but just intimidated me a little bit and i'm like will that be like (laughs) yeah then i have to make a hundred of the same shirt i don't know if that's really what i want to do so I kind of put it on the back burner, but um, I do think it could be cool one day once yeah. I have just more space and time, really.
0: Yeah, that's a, definitely a consideration for sure. And it might be something, mm-hmm. maybe collaborate with someone else who's uh, who's good at making multiple of things. Or-
1: <laughs> yeah, that's also why I'm kind of trying to reach out to other artists right now and do more like collab stuff, because I feel mm-hmm. like it's inspiring and then it also... I mean, even for sales, you reach different audiences when you're working with other artists, too, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, kind of just figuring out, like, I, do, I just don't want to take on more than I can do as one person. And I don't want my business to be so big that it's not just me. Like, that would that's not really what I'm going for.
0: Yeah, there's definitely two different ways to go that you could, you know, turn, yeah, turn into a factory and then, you have you
1: know,
0: staff who's making things for you or you're the artist who just does the design, but uh, yeah,
1: I I like doing it all though.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, the process of actually, you know, taking the idea from the design to the final product. And again, when you're doing these, you know, handmade products, that's part of the, you know, the art is, you know, working with the, you know, with the material yourself.
1: Definitely. Yeah, a little bit of, like, love into everything I make. I don't yeah. want it to be this big thing.
0: Yeah, so I do... Uh, Yeah, you know, I've been doing some screen printing and stuff, making t-shirts, and again, that's... I, I really enjoy that, and I think I do find doing multiple, but again, I'm doing, like, you know, few at a time, you know, mm-hmm. 10 or something. I haven't turned it into any sort of mass production thing, but I really do think it's just a lot more fun, and I, I like having the you know, you know, whatever handmade or whatever aspect of that, instead of just ordering t-shirts or something from, you know, factory.
1: Yeah. Cause there's even a lot of people. Yeah. Who will just, you know, design something kind of, Mm -hmm. and then they'll send it to China and they'll just get it printed on like a hundred things. And I'm like, Uh I don't know, like, I, I guess I respect that, but it's just not, it's just not what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's again, I think that I just really enjoy the, you know, the whole process, every part of the making it. So I don't want to, you know, outsource that to somebody else. That's the fun part.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the part. If I could have someone else sell my stuff, that's fine. But I want to be the one making it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's why they have Etsy or his other online yeah. shop because they're, they're doing the, <laughs> doing the math and, uh, you know, you know, collecting the money and stuff. And then you're just making all the cool stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I do think, yeah, it's if you're making handmade things and you have the access to the, you know, local markets, I think that does make sense to kind of expand, you know, the potential for who can see your stuff. Definitely. So it's really interesting. I, I've been having this conversations with a bunch of people lately about what's the difference uh, between art and craftsmanship and all these different things. <laughs> what? And I, I don't know. What do you call your stuff? Do you you call it art? Or do you, it doesn't matter? Um,
1: I mean, I don't know. When I think of like an artist, I always just think of like someone who paints for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I don't even consider myself an artist, but I I definitely am. I mean, I make wearable art. um, But then, I mean, I was, yeah, I don't know. It is actually an interesting question because I do, sometimes I really don't feel like an artist, but then I look at the things I make and it's definitely art. Um, mm. but I guess maybe because I work with textiles, I don't, I never felt that way. Um, but I, even jewelry, I guess, is still an art too, but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely know. complicated. And it's,
1: yeah, I'm like, I don't really know how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's definitely some, you know, cultural, you know, baggage from that. Cause you know, if you're like, if you go to school, you know, and you, you go to art class, they teach you a lot of different things, but then they'll show you you know, you think, you know, who's an artist, right? So you have like, you know, whatever the Mona Lisa, Leonardo da Vinci or Picasso Mm -hmm. or, you know, Michelangelo, you know, these uh, marble sculptures or these oil paintings that are in a museum. Um, Mm -hmm. And certainly all that, you know, we decided all that stuff's art, you know, if it's in a museum, it's art, right?
1: So (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why, (laughs) maybe because I never went to school for it too. I just don't feel like it's really what I'm doing, but I'm doing it.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and again and again there's there are certainly uh some areas where is are things that are textiles art but if you go to um uh any you know most art museums will have sections that are you know different textiles different you know clothes and things that they're like you know these are art you know and it's always a challenge to like who's who's defining it and what it is well, but-
1: yeah and like, how long did it have to sit around before someone was like, now this is art because it's old right. or something.
0: It's old, yeah. it's art, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, yeah. actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's always a cliche. It's like, okay, it's art after the person who made it has passed away, right? So then, uh, then it becomes art. It's not art when they're doing it. <laughs> then it's just a, then they're just a, you know, a craft person or whatever, you know, and they're just like, they're just doing their job, you know, and then after you- <laughs>
1: people like more like that do what I do. I would say it's like a craft fair. It's like, Oh, she's a crafter more than an artist because I also do dabble in different random things. So it's like, maybe if you stick to one thing and do it really good, you're an artist. But if you're kind of dabbling in things, you're a crafter. I don't know. Kind of makes sense in my brain.
0: Yeah. And some people are of the opinion that, you know, it's a, you know, it has to have some sort of like underlying meaning or message or some kind of emotional content.
1: And, Mm -hmm.
0: Some of that comes from the person who's making it; they put whatever their personality or what they're thinking into it. But then, obviously, the other half of that is the person who's, you know, viewing or consuming the art. Right? They can put their own meaning and in, into anything. So
1: definitely, you might
0: you might make something and bring it to the you know the, again the craft fair, and you're like, this is just the stuff I make. And then someone else might call it art, and you know, it is for them. So yeah (laughs) there's nothing you can do about it
1: (laughs) yeah no definitely i i like that thought though um because yeah sometimes i i do maybe because i've just it becomes so like easy to me after i do something a lot i'm like okay i dialed this in now i'm just like doing it but then to someone who can't do it it's like wow that's really cool and it's like okay so maybe i gotta not be so hard on myself
0: (laughs) no and again i think that (laughs) one of the things that is art is also just sometimes it's the activity, right? It's the process of taking that idea and turning it into reality, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's part of the art. So there's always that direction. And again, just challenging yourself and trying new things and, you know, expanding, you know, the, your capabilities is part of it too, I think. Definitely. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're trying new things and, you know, trying to invent something that you haven't seen before too. So, you know, if you're creating something that everyone else makes, then maybe it's less of an art than if you're creating something that you haven't seen before.
1: Definitely. I feel like that's also why I enjoy doing like the, the upcycle more because it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I see this thing and I want to see it in this different way. And then I'm able Mm -hmm. to do that. And that's very satisfying.
0: Right. Yeah. Anything you can take something old and see potential of it becoming, you know, used again. You know, so giving it a new life is always cool.
1: Definitely. Yeah,
0: because I learned, you know, just from watching people on YouTube and stuff, they would, um, taking like either old furniture or just old materials. And a lot of it's woodworking that I ended up, uh, you know, gravitating towards was, yeah, people just saying like, yeah, I can't, you know, this stuff is free or whatever. (laughs) I got it from the garbage. So now I'm going to take it and turn it into something new. And Mm -hmm. it was... So it's always really cool. I just, I really, I love that idea and that concept, I think, of, you know, being able to reuse things and, you know, reuse those materials and keep them going, give them new
1: yeah, life. Yeah, me too. That's definitely something I love.
0: It's just kind of funny. It's my one friend, he uh, started making stuff out of hollow core doors because a lot of people throw them away. <laughs> so,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, there's all, it's still made out of wood. So <laughs> there's a lot of different yeah. things you can do with it. So it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: That's cool. And it does, you know, and taking something that already exists and turning it into something new, it gives you like a constraint, you know, uh, know, limitation. You have this something that you're already starting with, you know, so.
1: Definitely.
0: It can, can, you know, focus or kind of point your creativity in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. Awesome. This is a lot of fun. I really... (laughs) Uh, learn something new talking to you. Uh, it's it's always uh, interesting to, uh, you know, meet meet new people and have a conversation.
1: Definitely. About, I about love talking creativity. to new people.
0: <laughs> if uh, people want to see what you're working on, uh, where can they uh, check it out?
1: Um, I do have my own website. It's earthfounddesigns.com. Um, but I do post very frequently on Instagram, which is at earthfound period Designs.
0: Cool. People to definitely uh check it out i really like the you know especially again the block printing that's uh definitely something that i'm interested in
1: so, thank you
0: a lot of fun mm-hmm. all right and i want to take one second to thank the people at patreon who help uh make the podcast go especially my top patrons uh sean beckner brian callahan and ed johns if you're interested in supporting the show you can go to patreon.com making problems to solve where we have an after show with a little bit more of a conversation with our guest, And, uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at baking problems to solve. You can follow me on Instagram at Dave Bauer art. Oh, thanks a lot for talking to me today.
1: Thank you.